Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us today. Mark, why don't you introduce yourself? All right, great. I was just making sure that this thing was ready to roll. My name is Mark Young. Uh, I'm a real estate agent with eXp. Uh, I have been selling real estate for 15 years, just over 15 years. I have a total of over 1,100 closed uh, sales for just over $170 million in volume. Um, And I'm excited to uh, co-host our little class today with my good friend and uh, business partner, Will Penny. Thanks, Mark. I too am a real estate agent, um, got licensed when I was 19 in 1988, and uh, so it's my 36th year, and uh, I've sold about 3,000 houses over the course of that uh, career, and uh, today we're going to get into some old school uh, things that we used to do. Um, it's all about lead generation, and today we're going to talk about what you can do to get some business today without um, having to spend a ton of money. So uh, let's get started, Mark. Very cool. Yeah. So the goal today would be to kind of uh, talk about three different uh, topics um, that not only would we consider old school compared to what we've been doing over the last uh, couple of years since, I guess we'll call it the uh, COVID market, but um, but also what can help to generate you kind of like what Jesse was talking about in the intro. Um, you know, hope hopefully we can generate some business now. Um, so the first thing that we're going to talk about are expired listings, which is something that um, whether you're new in the business over the past couple of years or you've been a seasoned agent, um, at least in our market, and I'm sure in most of yours, there hasn't been a lot of expired listings. Um, we're used to seeing them go on the market and sell within a, you know, a couple of days or a week. Um, so as we start to see some listings expired, uh, let's uh, chat about some ways that we can take advantage of that. Um, so the first thing would be to uh, look up um, the listing information, who the seller is, see if you're able to get their phone number. Will, you had a pretty cool tip uh, that you saw on, I think it was a podcast maybe or something um, a little bit ago. Um, if you can't initially get a hold of them on the phone call to have a chat about their listing, what what should you do? Well, so um, everyone, we have a thing in our business called Call Reluctance. And uh, it's kind of funny because we pay tons of money for leads just to get conversations and uh, have phone calls. Um, this is a way to get a, you know get in front of people right away. So a uh, couple of, couple of great ways to get in front of expireds without looking like you're just uh, hounding them like everyone else is to send a video text. So uh, in our market, we've got an app that we get provided by our uh, our MLS and it's called Forewarn. Uh, so you might want to check with your local board or your MLS to see if they provide it. Basically, it's an it's a security app, and uh, the the whole premise of this app is for you to be able to look up people that you don't know to see if they've got any criminal history before you go and uh, meet them at a house. And uh, the whole goal is to avoid being stuffed in a trunk, right, Mark? 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so that so they came out with Forewarn and they provide us at our MLS with that app. But there's a pretty cool feature. You can search uh, a name uh, if you've got an address. So basically, you can if you look up someone's name uh, from an expired. And by the way, when agents say, "Oh, there's no expireds," in our market there were 600 on the at the end of the year. Um, if you go back and you put in the last 30 days in your market, you're going to see hundreds and hundreds of expires. And the reason for that is most real estate agents put their listings to expire at the end of the year. No matter where they are in the year, they try to do that. And I know that's a fact. So we just had a whole bunch of listings expired. But two great ways to get in front of expires. Mark and I were chatting about it earlier today. Um you know, you can send out letters. The, the the reason most real estate agents send out letters is because they don't want to get on the phone, right, Mark? That's correct. And it costs uh, money, right? Yeah, it 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 either it either costs uh, money to get uh, a seller to call you uh, from some sort of a search capacity that they're being uh, you know target marketed, um, or you'll have to pay for some kind of a dialer system, which is a whole which is which is actually useful um uh, if if but that's a whole nother thing to chat about as far as the one-on-one -on -one, you know phone calls um uh, using an app like uh, forewarn is right is wonderful right so once you uh, look up their name and the phone number by the way if you want to spend money you can get red x uh, or you can get a uh, vulcan there's several uh companies out there that will get names and numbers for you. But let's let's assume today that you're broke and you want to use uh, you want to get this information as quickly as you can without paying for it. So assuming that you have an app like Forewarn, if you don't, then you can buy it. I don't think it's very expensive. But we at our uh, ACAR, which is Akron, Akron Cleveland Area Realtors, we're in Northeast Ohio. They provide it to us for free. So you get you look them up in the MLS. Uh, you see their uh, owner information and their name. You plug it into Forewarn, you get their phone number, and then you send a quick video text. Uh, you can just do a quick 30-second video, basically introducing yourself and say, hey, my name is Will Penny with EXP Realty. Uh, I know you've probably been bombarded with calls and letters from realtors. I, uh, In order to uh, preserve your time and respect your time, I wanted to send you this quick introduction via video uh, to see if you're still uh, looking at offers. So if you just leave a message like that, asking if they're still uh, accepting or reviewing offers, that's going to be very uh, intriguing. It's not exaggerating on your part because you're just asking them. When they call you back, um, a, my business coach has a client in Chicago. And last week, he used this one trick with the expireds. He got four listing appointments. So it, it, it does work. You want to stand out from the crowd. And if you're sending out letters, they're ending up in the trash. Most of them aren't even going to get open. And they're probably going to cost you, by the time you factor in labor, at least a dollar each. So you, And plus, it takes days or a day for them to get it. So you're better off just calling them. So send them that video. Once they respond back, if they send you a text back, if they say yes or maybe, just try to schedule a phone call. Don't give them any more via text. Or if they respond, just pick up the phone and call them. And if they leave them, if you end up getting their voicemail, then just again, just say, uh, saw that you texted me back, just would like to schedule a time to chat with you. If they say, well, do you have a buyer? You can say, well, listen, there's not a lot of inventory on the market right now. And I'm trying to get together a list of off market properties, uh, which is a kind of a sexy term because it sounds like exclusive and uh, ask them if they want to be on that list and then try to schedule an appointment, go over there and then do your thing. It's all about helping and coming from a place of abundance. So that's the first uh, tip uh, for expires. The other one that we talked about 
which is going to freak a lot of people out. But again, this, this is about being successful. This isn't about being a secret agent. This isn't about hiding behind a curtain. This is about having conversations. And all of the top agents that make six or seven figure incomes do what we're talking about or did what we were talking about before they built their business up. So at about 5.30 or 6 o'clock, it's hard to do that in the winter, um, but the, it's going to start getting lighter now um, going forward after March. Is it March 21st? It, yeah, it's about 30 It's about thirty days from now. It's going to start to get lighter. Yeah. So anyway, you stop by and you park in their driveway. You leave the engine running and the door open. Psychologically, um, that is going to make people feel like you're not hanging around. So you go up, you knock on the door, they come to the door, they see your car in the driveway, the engine's running and the door's open. So they're automatically going to think, okay, he's not coming in. And you just say, hey, I noticed your house came off the market unsold. And I was wondering, I, I was wanted to stop by and introduce myself and see if you're still accepting offers. Again, it all starts the same way. That is going to start a conversation. What do you mean accepting offers? And again, then you just get in there um, and you can offer them, uh, you know, don't, don't get into talking about listing the house. Just try to find, ask them questions about what they, uh, why it didn't sell. The whole idea is successful sales. And Mark is better at this than I am. Uh, wholeheartedly, he's better at this. I'm more of a teller. It's all about asking questions. You want to identify the pain, exaggerate the pain, and then provide a solution. Right. So those are two great ways to uh, to get expires in front of you. What you got anything to add to that, Mark? Yeah. So uh, in the scenario, which um, isn't and which would which which happens often. So you leave your you leave your car running. You have your door open. You make it seem like you're not going to stay and hang out, hang around. Maybe they're home. Maybe they're not. And they don't answer. Right. So you have a few options. You could leave nothing, which is obviously worthless. You could leave a business card or an agent and I on my team were talking um, about a week ago. And so she has a goal to leave essentially a packet with a bow on top of it. Right. So what can you do to stand out? Right. So there, this is this is essentially them getting a mailer, but immediately and instead of just a mailer or a postcard that says we see that your house didn't sell. Here's a little bit of information about us, a real estate company, um, how we can help you. And it has a bow on it, which which that's you pretty know, cool. Yeah, yeah. So so it's it it's a it's about like you said earlier. Well, they're gonna get they're gonna get hounded with phone calls uh, and texts without a video. They're gonna get agents that are gonna want to start to oversell. And our goal is just to get in front of them, like you said, and have a conversation about what is going on. What happened and why are they here? You want to ask some questions like, are you, um, if you did get an offer on your house, where are you going to go? You want to start asking questions, asking questions, but highlight the pain on why they, why they put their house on the market the first time. Now, if they're saying, well, we just thought we'd try to take advantage of the, the, the COVID market and it didn't work out. So we're going to just stay put. Don't try to push a log up a river. All you're trying to do is find people that are, that are motivated to move. And there's plenty of them out there. One other thing you can do if you run out of new ones um, is you can go back a couple of years. Go back to 2018 or 2019. This takes a little bit of work, but it's free. And if you've, if you've got no business anyway, you might as well spend a couple of hours doing this. At least you'll get done and feel good about yourself instead of just scrolling through reels for two hours. So if you just uh, go back to these old uh, uh, expireds, Click on the listing and then click on the history and see if it recently sold since then. If it didn't, 
reach out to them as well. I wouldn't go in their driveway, but I'd definitely send them a text and say, hey, I saw your uh, house was on the market a couple of years ago. Uh, house prices are a lot more expensive still, despite the interest rates. I wanted to check in with you. Since there's a desperate shortage of inventory, I'm just working hard, looking for homes to sell. Wanted to see if you're interested in moving. You know, so it's all about, uh, it, it's a numbers game, right, Mark? You just want to get in front of as many people as you possibly can. I, I'm, I'm glad that you just added that. What I was going to say is, so all the different strategies and tactics that we're having a conversation about today regarding expireds, and then there's a couple more here, is, is all about just having a conversation. This is a people business. We're not in the business of sitting behind a desk and seeing who's going who's gonna to pick up the phone and call us. It's about having a conversation and building a relationship. You might find that in 2018 that their house... Uh, didn't sell because there was uh, an issue in their family, uh, you know, a tragedy. Who, who, you know, who, who knows what? Maybe they're not going to sell. But oh, by the way, they were talking to a friend at work who was considering moving, and they happen to have you on the phone. Uh, now is an opportunity to have a to have a chat with them about, you know, uh, you know, having you be top of mind, you know, for them. So this this is this is about now business, and it doesn't always come from the person you're having a conversation with. That's correct. Other thing is, um, based on uh, what I was, my head, my gears were going about what I've heard people do um, with with what you said with the bow. Uh, th there's a couple of other things that you can order. You can order a tube that looks like dynamite. You can and put your stuff in that. Um, the other thing is they sell popcorn bags uh, that that you can put your stuff in that and put your sticker on it. Anything to make you stand out. One of the thing I one of the things that uh, I've added in the past uh, with ex with expired letters. Um, was you want to put success stories. Keep in mind, they haven't sold their house. So you want to get reviews, uh, uh, blips from clients who you've helped and they've had success. And you want to have that in your packet as well. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Any, um, if, if it, essentially the packet's going to be your one shot, at least, at least how that's how you should act. That's going to be your one shot. If they don't answer the door and you can't get them on a phone to have them see who you are and what you have, what you have to offer. Exactly. So what what sets you what sets you apart? And it shouldn't be um, it shouldn't be all about you. Will you do a great job? This, which uh, I know you're going to chat a bit about on the farming, but you know, just local market stats. You know, are, are you are you the expert? Any agent can come and sit down and talk about who they are, how long they've been in the business. But uh, if you can add any sort of value of what your expertise in their particular market is, right? Because people don't care about you; they care about themselves. Um, so anyway, the next, we, we got two more great tips that we're going to crush in here in the last 15 minutes. Yep. We're going to talk about open houses and we're going to talk about farming. Um, so open houses, uh, do you want to you want to start with open sure. houses, Mark? Yeah. So uh, open houses. Um, and I know in, in certain parts of the country, open houses kind of have always been a thing. Um, in the 15 years I've been selling real estate here in Northeast Ohio, uh, open houses can be hit or miss depending on the market that you're in uh, and the time of year. Um, I would say that, you know, coming off the heels of a couple of years where there weren't a lot of open houses because you have a house that was listed on a Wednesday and, you know, high, the highest and best offer was due by Saturday and it was sold by Monday. So in, in this case, um, how can you hold a successful open house? Um, and, uh, we're going to talk, we're going to, uh, touch on a few things. One is, um, leave a lot of signs. So a lot of, uh, directional signs, as many as you can, 
um, have out there. There are some communities, as a matter of fact, an agent on my team and I were just talking about this, um, depending on where you're at and what the ordinances are, uh, will depend on how many signs you can have. But uh, I tend to ask for uh, forgiveness uh, exactly. as opposed to asking for the permission to do it. So uh, I put out as many signs as as you as you can. Second thing is, and I think this is key. Will uh, you mentioned this when we chatted earlier? Um, leave at least uh, fifty to a hundred. Uh, flyers, hangers, um, information in their mailbox, whatever, uh, to the to the surrounding homes about a week ahead of time. Um, absolute worst case, you spend some time on these mailers and your home sells before the open house. There's 50 or 100 homes that still have your information about a home that you had listed that you have now sold. Um, yeah. And if I can add to that. Yep. Um, so the whole idea here is to get as many people through your open house as possible. The the NAR statistic on the number of the percentage of homes that sell at an open house, it's under 5%. The whole reason to have an open house, there's three ways to get in front of people who want to buy or sell now. FISBOs, expireds, and open houses, because they all have raised their hands saying, I'd like to move. When people come to an open house, generally speaking, they're thinking about moving. Before they, you might get some tire kickers, but that's okay because they're going to move down the road. So you want to get as many signs out there to drive people to your to the house. And then handing out flyers ahead of time, uh, inviting uh, neighbors. You can invite the neighbors a half hour earlier. So you have like an exclusive 15 or 20 minute or 30 minute window just for the neighbors. That's been that's been a great idea as well. Um, so you can say we're inviting the local neighbors to come in before the before we open the doors to the public. Um, but a couple of things are going to happen. They're going to see you as being a go getter and they're going to see you as someone who is selling in their neighborhood. Right. Those are two two of the main ways other than personal referral. Uh, 74%, according to the NAR, 74% of people hire the first agent they talk to. So if you're putting out flyers around an open house the, a few days or a week before, then what's going to happen is it's just, there's a, it's multi-level success because they're going to see you in the neighborhood. They're going to see you're a go-getter. If they come to the open house and you can create a database, uh, and that leads me to the next thing. You want to have them sign in, right, Mark? Yeah. Uh, Sounds kind of uh, silly that we would suggest it, but the whole idea here is to get names and phone numbers. Yeah. And whether you use a sign in sheet or there's an app, I know that KB Core has an app. There's a couple of other uh, free apps that you can get um, that you can have on your phone, iPad, laptop. Um, the idea here, again, is to make sure that you collect their information. And I, um, you know, make sure that you ask if they're working with an agent. It's funny. I you sh You should do this. Anyway, but most people are going to say if they if they are working with an agent, yes. But I I would venture to guess if you ask them, you know, eight out of ten, if you say, well, what agent are you working with? Either they're sort of halfway line because they kind of aren't working with an agent, they don't want to be you know sold, or they're working with an agent just because they met them at some other open house. They've seen one house with them and they can't remember their name. So, you know, the more questions that you can ask to get information from them to put them in your uh, CRM uh, is going to help. Also, um, uh, and, and Will, when you had just asked about as far as like talking or, um, uh, you know, make sure that you get their info. Um, when I first when, when I first got in the business about three or four years I was dedicated to holding open houses every single weekend. And I can't tell you how many times that I would meet somebody that said that they were working with an agent. Um, and when I when I sort of like dug in to find out where they were looking at, it turned out that the agent either never existed or they were showing them homes in maybe other markets that they weren't interested in. So just 
really, it's about getting to know the person in front of you. That's exactly right. Um, so a couple more things on open houses, and we're going to get on to farming. Have the open houses on a Sunday between 1.30 and 3. And because you want to give yourself time after the open house, because uh, I was listening to a podcast last year, and there was a brand new agent who sold 50 homes his first year. And he had four open houses a weekend. And what he did is he would bring a list of homes. He did all the things we were talking about. Then he would bring a list of homes in in and around that price range, like 50 grand either side. Um, Unless it's a really expensive home, then you might want to increase that. But let's say it's a $300,000 house. You want to go two to $400,000. Bring a list of homes similar to that uh, that are on the market right now. Check out that list ahead of time. Look at the photos. Look at the days on market. Know that list. And when you're talking to the buyers or potential buyers at the open house, and they aren't working with a real estate agent, if they're working with a real estate agent, then just leave it alone, all right? We're not looking at poaching buyers from other agents. This job is hard enough and we wouldn't want that to happen to us. So if they're not working with an agent, ask them if there's anything else that they would like to see this afternoon. Are you going to any other homes? Do you have appointments to see any other houses? Whip out that list, show them everything that's available and ask if they'd like to see any any of them. If you end your house at three or open house at three o'clock, then you can, you've got two to two, two and a half hours. Block that three to 5.30 out so that you can potentially schedule showings for those buyers to see. If you could get one buyer every weekend that agreed to go see a few houses with you, the whole idea is just to build rapport with them. Don't ask, you know, you don't have to get into a whole lot of rigmarole about how, how much they're, I mean, obviously you want to make sure they're uh, pre-approved and they're, they're bona fide human beings and buyers. But if you could get somebody every week to look at homes afterwards, um, and if they're actively looking, they're going to find that as a huge value to them. Don't you think, Mark? Yes. And something else, um, before I forget, and I just want to make sure that I cram this in here because we got eight minutes left to go. But Will, you had mentioned about um, uh, when we talked earlier about uh, Twilight Opens, uh, yes. so having, it, having it on a weeknight, but something like else. Thursday. That- Thursday yeah. from 4.30 to 6 or 5 to 6.30 once it gets yeah. lighter. Yes. And then the other thing is um, if you guys are getting back to holding uh, agent opens or brokers opens, um, there were just before, not just before COVID, but leading up into COVID, you know, um, uh, where it was normal, uh, we, there was a couple agents in my market that would hold a broker's open on a Tuesday, let's say from noon to 1.30 or whatever. She would send information similar to what we discussed about the public open out to the neighborhood, saying that there was an exclusive broker's open from noon until 1.30, but the neighborhood was allowed to come between 11 and noon. And you'd be shocked at how many people come come through. Yeah, you just want looky-loos and tire kickers because they're human beings that own a home. Uh, and they may want to move down the, the road. You always want to create a, a list of um, of people, like your pipeline of people that want to move down the road. Because if you're nurturing those, you got the now business now down the road. So that's open houses. The next thing we're going to do is get into uh, farming, um, direct mail marketing. So do you want to start that off, Mark? Uh, since you've asked, sure, Will. Uh, so- or I can. No, no. So I think when 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 you hear, I think that when you hear of uh, farming, uh, it's kind of this like wide kind of like wide angle lens as to like, well, what does that look like? Who who am I farming to? I think what's important to get the biggest ROI on this is to figure out who your target 
market is, right? So whether it's your neighborhood that you live in, a neighborhood that you want to work in, um, we'll, you had mentioned something earlier as well when we discussed, make sure that the market that you're going to be farming isn't already either like saturated or there's not one agent that's getting, you know, 70, 80% of the listings. You're, you're, you're never going to win that uphill battle in the next year or two, right? So make sure that the market that you're going to be farming, you know, uh, or you're learning about, and it isn't a saturated market. And what do you mean by saturated? Saturated meaning, let's say that there's, um, let's say that there's a community that's eight or ten years old. It's kind of the you know hip or nice, cool community that everybody wants to live in. And because of that, over the last you know three to five years, there's you know eight or ten agents that continually hit that uh, area with mailers. I'm not saying to not farm there, but if you're going to do it, make sure that you do it in a way that you stand out. You know, make sure that you become an expert or, or, or that you already are an expert in the community that you're trying to market to. Right. One of the things that we do is, um, again, what Mark said, before we farm a neighborhood or a part of a town or whatever, I don't know, you know, people are all over the country, but if we have a subdivision, first thing I do, I want to see that there's at least 10 sales in that subdivision a year, right? You'd like to see 10% turnover, but a minimum of 10 sales. And then you want to make sure that less than 50% of those sales were from one agent. I don't care if it's one brokerage or not, but one agent, because like Mark said, it's an uphill battle. You don't want to outspend them just for the sake of it. The whole idea is to get listings. So uh, one of the things that I've done is I had a letter and I'd have a big number at the top and I do a regular letter with a stamp in the neighborhood. I didn't bulk mail it. It costs a little bit more, but you get it, but it ends up being opened. Um, and the letter would basically uh, be addressed to them because it's it's very easy to get lists, have a giant number at the top. And the number at the top was the average days on market. So I might say 17, a big giant red font, but that's going to make, they're going to 17. What's that? Well, that turns out to be your average days on market for homes that you've sold. And then we'll we'll have a buyer. I'll send this letter out when we have a buyer looking in that price range in that town. And I'll say, by the way, we're working with a couple right now. They're looking for a, a four-bedroom home in your neighborhood. So you're 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 letting them know that you are a hard worker, that you know the neighborhood, uh, and that also you have buyers that are looking in that neighborhood. So we would send those letters out. We would send out postcards with all the all, all the homes that we've sold in that town year to date. Um, Basically specific stuff, and you've got to be consistent. You can do it once a month. Um, and again, FISBO's open houses and expires are the three now business, but you having a, a geographic farm is a great way over time to be spinning off business for you. And I think when it comes to farming, the other thing is the other two things that we talk about, expires and open houses, if you... If you're farming a community or a neighborhood or a subdivision that and, and let's say that you end up getting a listing there, but it was, let's say, three or four months after you started your consistent marketing from a farming perspective, from the perception of the homeowner, you're you're now more of an expert, right? Because they've seen you advertise with the farming. They may have seen you in your car hop out and go up to a house that was expired, right? You may have left uh, uh, and as a side piece, if you're going to stop at an expired listing, maybe you have a couple of flyers or handouts that you that you leave to five or six homes that are near there while you're there anyway, right? So, like Will, you mentioned earlier, it's kind of this like mental pipeline of who you are in their mindset that you're the local expert. Exactly. And I'll, we'll close with this. Reminder Media, um, uh, Luke Acre is the president. He's a friend of mine. They did a study. It was either last year or the year before. 
where they went into a subdivision and they uh, they went around and pulled all the neighbors hood neighbors who who asked them who is the top agent in your mind uh, in the area and they all came up with all different names. So what they did then is that they send out a postcard with a bogus realtor. So they got a, a photograph of a woman with a fake name with a fake company even and they sent that out every week for eight weeks. Then they went back and asked them again. 70% of the people in the neighborhood gave her name. Yeah, and I'm glad that you gave that as the example, Will, because I was just going to add, and I had a, and I had a note here regarding farming. Consistency is the key. You can send out a blast mailer once and think that you, you know, all of a sudden your phone's going to ring. It doesn't work that way. Make sure that the markets that you pick, you are specific on it and that you are consistent on it. That's exactly right. Uh, let's Let's see. We've got... Two minutes left. Does anybody have any questions for us before we wrap this up? Not everybody at once. Correct. Let's see in the comments. Uh, Will you answer the exaggerate the pain and find the solution to it? Shelby, yeah. thanks for saying that you can't write fast enough. Hopefully this is, well, this will be recorded anyway. This will be recorded anyway. Um, and you can find this at theagentcollection.com. The Agent uh, Collective. Agentcollective.com. Thank you. Sure. All right. Well, um, oh, I guess one, the, one last thing that I'm going to add, Will. It's, oh, cool. uh, and I, I think I've already said it. At the end of the day, Will, you said it earlier. All lead generation is, is uh, you are spending money for having a conversation that is paid for. So these are ways that you that you can spend minimal amount of money, if not anything, to have conversations. And Ultimately, we, you know, it's 2023. Uh, we're in the age of, you know, social media, et cetera. At the, but we are in a people business. So go out, leave your office, hop in your car, drive around, shake hands, meet people, and you'll sell more real estate. Have conversations. That's what we're paying for usually. Why give up a referral fee when you can do it on your own for free? So uh, there we have it. Pretty good information. Hopefully, you guys benefited from all this. Yeah, thanks so much for hopping on, guys. And I Will, we crushed it. 11.30 on the nose. 11.30. I thought I'd go at least 10 minutes over. <laughs> See you, guys. Yeah, thank you thanks. very much. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.